3: to Hempresent, the weekly radio show where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat Prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant, join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against Prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk-takers, movers, and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, celebrating its 25th year and found at hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book, Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Public. Also found at hempfest.org. Transmitting from a fortified bunker under a ramshackle reefer radio warren and an undisclosed location deep within the rumbling bowels of underground Seattle, my goal is to spread the green flame of 420 truth in 30 minute increments. Today's guest on Hemp Present is Seattle activist and attorney Doug Hyatt, who will be joining me in about 120 seconds. A survey released this past week by the Associated Press and the University of Chicago reveals that a record high percentage of Americans, 61%, are willing to go on record as supporting marijuana legalization. Breaking that down by political affiliation, 70% of America's Democrats support legalization as well as 65% of independents. Nearly half or 47% of Republican voters support legalization as well. And to give one somewhat of a mental image of what Prohibition's future might look like, 82% of 18 to 29-year-olds support cannabis legalization, along with 44% or almost half of those aged 60 or above. A Seattle neighborhood recreational pot store recently enjoyed $1.4 million in sales in a single month. It's just one of 223 Washington pot stores that sold $260 million in products in the last year, generating an impressive $65 million in state excise tax. This fiscal year alone, Washington pot sales have reached $620 million and have placed $119 million into the state tax coffers. And a collection of 22 medical experts working with Johns Hopkins University and the Lancet have in the last week called for the decriminalization of the nonviolent use and possession of all drugs, saying that there is a growing consensus in the scientific community that the war on drugs is a wholesale failure Even by its own stated standards, the group suggests that America move gradually towards regulated drug markets and apply the scientific method to their assessment. Here in Washington State, we've come a long way, but we still have a long way to go. In some ways, it is what I call the legalization cannabis cup equation. Is your legalization cannabis cup half empty or half full? On one hand, in many communities in Washington State, anyone 21 years or older can walk or drive to a nearby recreational store, show some ID buy up to an ounce of marijuana, lay down the money, walk away with a stash, service with a smile. An adult can possess up to an ounce of usable cannabis without fear of arrest in Washington State as long as they're not in a federal building or on federal property. If you have a license from the state, you can, under strict guidelines, grow, process, or package cannabis as a business. So what could be wrong with Washington's pot laws? I mean, the people voted and it's legal, right? Well, it's complicated. There's a million ways to skin a cat, and there's a multitude of approaches that could be taken to begin the destruction dismantling of prohibition. There are differing interpretations of what words like legalization and decriminalize even mean and what their implementation consists of. There are various community and governing interests. There are moldy old reefer madness fears and concerns. There are powerful law enforcement, business, and special interest lobbies. And they're all using their clout and employing their influence to shape pot policy to satisfy their fears, agendas, or bottom line. Anyone seeking to open or operate a cannabis-related business in Washington State will tell you it's an ever-changing, evolving landscape that requires constant vigilance in order to remain informed and compliant. And someone who's been working tirelessly to keep Washington citizens both informed and compliant is Seattle attorney and activist Doug Hyatt. Doug's been a central figure in the Washington State medical marijuana movement for decades. And while some lawyers might have been chasing ambulances, Doug has been out there chasing justice and defending victims of the drug war. He's not known for holding much back in terms of his opinion, and he's taken time out of his busy schedule to join me today. Welcome, Doug. Welcome back, actually, Doug, to to Hempresent on Cannabis Radio.
4: Great to be here. I think that I was with you once before, maybe even for the debut show. And it's an honor and a privilege to be uh, back with you today.
3: We just keep rolling down the road. Doug, you've been a criminal defense attorney in Seattle for the last several decades. You're someone who should have his finger on the pulse of the state of prohibition efforts in Washington. The world keeps hearing that cannabis is legal in Washington state. What's your assessment of that statement?
4: Well, the world keeps hearing, you know, disinformation, unfortunately, because what we have here in Washington state isn't legalization. It's not close to legalization. In many ways, it's an absolute disaster, and there's really very little that looks like real legalization when you take a look at the system that we've erected here.
3: But, but, but somebody, um, from, somebody from Idaho or you know some other state might say, but you could just walk into a store and walk out with a baggie of pot. What's the problem?
4: Well, the problem is that your baggie of pot, your 28 grams, is all that's been decriminalized. It hasn't been legalized. You can't really do much with that. And there are only, you know, a few places where you can even smoke it, quote unquote, legally. You know, it's gotten, you know, completely, you know, ridiculous in that respect. The law has not changed. The criminal law that is the underpinning of the entire drug war is completely unaffected by this twenty-eight grams of decriminalization. And what's on the way here is unfortunately a reinvigoration or a reinvention of the war on drugs. You were just talking about how scientists have determined that the war on drugs is an abject failure. Well, they're a little bit late to the party because criminal defense attorneys have been screaming about this virtually since its inception. It's incredibly racist. It's incredibly unfair. It's unjust, but there is so much money in it that the law enforcement community is moving back right now to reimpose the drug war. They are going to reimpose a type of prohibition in order to support the nascent legalization quote unquote effort. So what you're going to have is an incredibly dangerous situation where you are taking the activists and you are taking the people that have been driving reform for many years out of the reform equation and letting them pursue money while the law remains unchanged and the law enforcement and the powers that be can still use that law to run the drug war side by side with this new quote unquote legalization. That's where we're headed.
3: So what does that mean, Doug? You say they're going to continue prohibition in what way?
4: Well, we're seeing it right now. In my office, I know other lawyers are seeing it too. We're seeing medical marijuana patients busted again, taken to trial. We're seeing adults with over 28 grams in the car, an ounce and a half or something, get busted with felony possession. Because of those types of arrests, because the laws are still there, they can use them to bust people. They get money for that. All of the federal drug war money that uh, could have gone missing is coming back because they're able to still bust people exactly like they were before. We decremed one ounce. That's it. 28 grams. Anything else is totally illegal and remains that way. So anybody that's not in this system, which is ridiculous, which is providing poison pot, which is providing pot that's way overpriced, which patients can't even... We haven't even talked about patients yet. But, I mean, the drug war is going to continue now. They have found a way to have their drug war take and eat it too. Let's talk about the
3: patients. In 1998, Washington State passed I-692, which legalized medical marijuana in the state. And, of course, in 2012, I-502 was passed, arguably legalizing marijuana in the state. Yet since I-502 has been passed here, supposedly legalizing marijuana the gains from the 1998 I-692 have been rolled back significantly. Can you describe what is allowed for medical marijuana patients under our current law and what they may have lost recently?
4: Well, it's, it's, Vivian, it's just a disaster. I mean, we've lost the, the whole, we've lost the whole thing. I mean, medical marijuana... Is over in Washington State. It's just not. It's it's gone. Prior to this last legislative session, when they passed fifty fifty two and twenty one thirty six, patients in Washington State could band together and collectives. They had the right to grow relatively significant numbers of plants. You know, as, as in truth, as many as they could prove they needed. They were allowed to possess basically a pound and a half legally at home, so they would not have worries about running out. They had similar provisions for eaters and used products users. They had larger amounts than, you know, the recreational users, obviously, because it's a totally different use, you know, and they had an affirmative defense always built in, you know, for their protection. After 502 passed, it became clear that they were going to try to maximize the money and maximize the taxes and an unholy alliance between business owners who did not want to compete with medical marijuana and the government and the conservative Republicans and the legislature. And they passed 5052 and 2136 between them, which basically eliminated medical marijuana. It changed all of the limits for medical patients to the identical limits of a recreational user, i.e. 28 grams. And it eliminated your ability to possess more, unless you register in a state-created registry, and your doctor is willing to do that. Then you can have three ounces. But the and real get the patient same limit thing
3: to cultivation for patients,
4: right? Right, exactly the same you thing. That, the that, amount I mean, that, of the legal, Exactly the legal limits that Dr. Carter and I and a whole bunch of other lawyers spent years establishing through court cases, scientific papers, all that stuff went out the window. They imposed a 37% excise tax on all sales of marijuana, which patients cannot waive. Patients can only waive the 10% sales tax if they register and if they if submit to the state registry and and their then their doctor is, agrees to do it too. There's also a mandatory form that they're making doctors use, which violates HIPAA and which. Violates federal law, and any of the doctors that have called me for advice, I've told them not to use that mandatory form because I believe it puts their licenses in jeopardy. So, in essence, medical marijuana is over as of July 1st of this year, and the only way they provided in in the statute to give you you know something close to a collective garden, they now call them cooperatives. The problem with the cooperatives are that you have to register to gain any number of plants. And then they apply the same 502 seed-to-sale tracking system. I mean, medical patients might as well have to go get a 502 license because for their plants or whatever, because they're going to make medical patients comply with the seed-to-sale system. They're also going to make medical patients by virtue of registering And by virtue of growing more, they want to know where you are and you're waiving your Fourth Amendment right. They can come in and search anytime, even though it's your house. They can come in anytime they want and demand a search. You have to follow all of the seed to sale tracking rules. It's absurd. They absolutely wanted to eliminate medical marijuana. They've always opposed medical marijuana. They've always believed it's a sham. It isn't. And now they've taken it out on patients and doctors. And this has happened here. This has happened here and in Montana. We're in virtually identical situations.
3: I'm talking to Douglas Hyatt on Cannabis Radio. We're going to take a quick pause for the cause because there are flaws and laws. Hear a pause from our sponsors and come right back. Don't go anywhere.
2: Time to roll out for the people that let us present. Hang loose. We're coming right back.
1: The cannabis industry is growing. Business is booming. And as new opportunities arise in newly legalized states, each market is getting more competitive. Call Canna Management Corporation and let our team get you ready to grow 415-269-8015 that's 415-269-8015 or visit canna-management.com
0: Mindful of sustainable practices and limiting their environmental footprint, San Sal hemp is always grown outdoors as nature intended by starting with uniform genetic profiles Sansal ensures the plant will maintain its optimal performance and yield consistently throughout its life cycle. It is through innovative processes that Sansal is able to achieve pure whole hemp extracts and meet industry requirements and the level of quality desired by many of their customers. Healthy plants, healthy people.
3: The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proof by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me own crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc.
2: Growing green to generate more green. Talking with Multi-Cup Award winner, Maya Elizabeth. The Grow Show
3: with Kyle Cushman. I've always followed Whoopi, and I think she's fantastic. I've followed her advocacy over the years. Tell me a little bit how you think... Partnering with a mainstream, high-profile figure actually benefits the cannabis community as a whole.
2: I
0: have infinite respect for Whoopi Goldberg. I wouldn't just partner with any into that kind of thing. I'm into cannabis medicine, and I'm into making quality products that people can find relief from. So to hear that her vision was actually the same, it's been beyond a dream to manifest.
2: The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back to Hemp Present only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian
3: McPeak. We're back on Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio with Seattle attorney Doug Hyatt. So, Doug, we've been talking, about, be how, we've been talking about how medical marijuana has been impacted in this state by legislative bills 5052, 2136. How have Washington doctors been impacted by the recent cannabis legislation in regard to medical marijuana?
4: Well, I think the the use of a mandatory form is is a killer. There's a case, a federal case called Conant, which basically laid out how doctors could participate in state medical marijuana systems without running a of federal law and without losing their you know medical licenses. and if the bills fifty fifty two, twenty one thirty six together, they require doctors to use a mandatory form, and they require doctors to participate in the 502 scheme, which everybody agrees violates federal law. So you can't essentially sign medical marijuana authorizations for your patients anymore. They've completely interfered with the ability of doctors to treat their patients. I mean, this is particularly sad when you've got doctors like Greg Carter, who are world-renowned experts. People actually try to come to you know Spokane, where he is now, to, to see him and he can't even authorize patients anymore in the state because of the current state of the law. It's incredibly depressing. I am going to try to address that for doctors and patients by filing a federal lawsuit that seeks to wipe out the further implementation of 5052 and 2136. We've been working on it for a while and we expect to file it, you know, within the next few weeks to try and beat that July 1st deadline and get a federal court to stop the further implementation of that. Hopefully, that would allow us to return to the affirmative defense and doctor's authorizations and the system that we know here that was enacted by voters, which is constitutionally permissible, rather than the 502 system, which isn't.
3: So, Doug, you know, somebody that is not exposed to medical marijuana, Or a medical marijuana patient might ask, why can't a patient just go to a rec store and buy some marijuana?
4: Well, the reason that you can't go to a rec store and buy marijuana is because the marijuana at the rec stores is not medical marijuana. It has not been tested for pesticides. It doesn't have any guarantees that pesticides weren't involved in its production. Right now, I have a medical marijuana patient who took a gram of medicine a week for 46 weeks. The oil she was taking turned out to be contaminated with pesticides. It has made her sicker. They now have to try to detox her, the effects of the pesticide on top of the cancer treatment, because people are you know, unaware that there is no testing. There is no required testing under O two other than for THC content. So people are able to use pesticides anytime they want.
3: But isn't there a large list of pesticides that are allowable under I-502?
4: Yeah, they've, they've done some really stupid things. They've come out today. Well, I mean, even in the paper today, the Seattle Times has you know run a, a editorial about, oh, you guys better tighten this up and start testing for real and stuff like that, because it's been a joke, and corruption is rampant in the quote-unquote industry. And, you know, it's it's just ridiculous. People don't understand. No, you're not getting tested quality. Marijuana, no, you're not possessing any type of guarantee that it's pure. That's why we had patient co-ops in the first place. They People could band together, grow their medicine, make sure it was pesticide-free, make sure it was good medicine. And medical marijuana owners like Marty Nickerson actually spent $90,000 in a single year testing every piece of medicine that went to his patients because he knew it was a sacred duty what he was doing and wasn't in it for the money. What about
3: DUIs and cannabis? Have you seen many cases being prosecuted under the uh, five nanogram limit set by I-502? I,
4: you know, I was on record back in 2012 as predicting that we would see a massive increase and we would see telebonic warrants and all that kind of stuff. And guess what? We have. And yes, there is a huge increase in the DUIs. We haven't got all the data in yet, but yes, there's a huge increase. There was over a 50% jump in test requests at the lab. We know that with the controversy over blood drugs and everything and warrants and all that, we're going to have data that will be able to prove how big the jump was, but it's just been huge. And in areas like Wenatchee and Yakima, it's been used as a tool to throw black and Hispanic kids in jail every damn Friday night since its passage.
3: What's the human effect of all of this? Do you, you have some some stories? I mean, you must see a lot of misery and suffering, people that are on the wrong end of this whole thing.
4: That's what the drug war is all about. I've been looking at it for many, many, many years, and it hasn't changed. And that's what the frustrating part is. I'm seeing you know parents who move to Colorado because their child has to, moved to Washington or to Colorado, I'm telling people now, you're going to have to move to Colorado, that moved here to treat their children that have Dr. you know, and to see Dr. Carter and stuff like that. People's lives are being destroyed by what the legislature did. Medical patients and doctors are suffering hugely over this, all because the legislature wants to make money and the 502 owners want to make money, and it's turned into a complete greed thing. And... You know, the whole paradigm of people taking care of each other and patients taking care of patients and stuff, it's just out the window because there's too much money in it now.
3: How can people stay up to date on all this stuff here in Washington State, for example? How can Washington State patients and and activists and enthusiasts stay informed?
4: Well, one way they can stay informed is to continue to listen to your show because it's got some of the best information on it out there, period. Another way they can stay abreast of things is to check with HempFest and to check what's going on on the various HempFest websites and associated websites, they can go to Sensible Washington. We're reviving that and getting ready to do battle and getting things back up. And I'm hoping that my own personal website will find the time to get that updated and start posting some updates about what's happening. The problem is right now that we've just been in the trenches and we are so desperate to try to keep access points open We're involved in litigation trying to keep, you know, medical marijuana places open because they're trying to shut them all down. And we're involved in trying to get this federal lawsuit out. It's been a race to try and save some kind of meaningful access for patients. And because the media doesn't care about this and they're not covering any of it, it's very hard for people to stay up to date. It's going to require, you know, some digging at this point.
3: I'm talking to Douglas Hyatt on Cannabis Radio. We're going to take another pause, listen to a few words from our sponsors, and come back with our final questions for Doug Hyatt on Hempresent on Cannabis Radio.
2: Time to roll out for the people that let us Hempresent. Hang loose. We're coming right back.
3: The next generation of
0: vaporizers has arrived. Voober vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens.
2: Low on funds? Don't worry. Weed Firm Replanted is free to download.
4: Download Weed Firm Replanted for free on the App Store and Google Play today. Get growing, Mr. Growing.
2: While the feds and state are doing their dance, you still need to transact business and manage your cash. Go professional and let your customers pay with PayQuick. They pay you and they earn rewards points. We're back to Hemp Present only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our
3: headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back on Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio for the last questions of Doug Hyatt. Doug, as Tavis Smiley would say, I want to get all up in your Kool Aid for a minute. <laughs> You're highly <laughs> critical. You're highly critical of the approach to legalization that's been taken in our state. Your work is really depressing, defending people that are being ground under the wheels of prohibition or the sun of prohibition or the return of the hand of the sun of prohibition. Where does your drive come from? Where do you you turn when you need to stock up on some mojo? What gets you out of bed every morning and up to take on the dominant paradigm once again?
4: Oh, man. I don't know. You know, part of it, I guess, is probably, you know, my mom. (laughs) It's difficult to say. But, you know, yesterday, yesterday was Sunday. And I spent a good part of yesterday afternoon with a patient named Eric Mevis. And Eric's been on stage with me at HEMFest. And he's somebody that uh, I met. Who goes by E. Right, we call him E and you know him, everybody knows him. And E is a patient that Joanna McKee wound up introducing to me, who was being prosecuted up in Linwood, even though he can't speak and it's obvious that he has, you know, a disorder. And I could not believe that he had been treated this way and that he was being prosecuted. That started a friendship that continues to this day. Unfortunately, Eric's disease is terminal and he is in hospice care now and he's dying. He's given me the great privilege of being his, you know, power of attorney for health care. And I believe I will help him with assisted suicide when the time comes. But seeing how he was treated and being in the car with him one time when we got stopped and he had been smoking and, you know, he presented his paperwork and, and got let go. And he turned to me and typed out on his little phone, you know, boy, they sure treat you different when, you know, you have your lawyer with you. And, you know, what I would like is for everybody to be treated that well, even when they don't have their lawyer with them. And that's the whole point. And I don't know Viv. some people are fighters. You're one. Uh, What makes us who we are? Who knows? But I've never lost my capacity for empathy and I've never lost my capacity for outrage. And when I saw some of the people that we've known over the years, like Rick Smith and others being mistreated, it just... You know, and you have the ability to do something about it because you're a lawyer. I just don't see how you can say no to those people in those situations, those doctors helping people out. How can I say no to Dr. Carter who says, help me fight for this kid? You know, I mean, I, I just can't say no.
3: Doug Hyatt, thank you so much for taking time out to be on Present today.
4: Honored to be with you, brother. Take care, bro. Love you.
3: Now, I want to get to a weekly feature of him presented on That's the quote of the week, and here it is. You can't save the people if you don't serve the people. And that's Dr. Cornell West. That concludes this installment of Hemp present on Cannabis Radio. Email me at hempresent at gmail.com. I want to thank my power peeps in the control room, Hannah and Brasco, and all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more cannabis confabulation and reefer repartee with some hempy hero on a journey to justice because when it comes to prohibition, you have the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours to speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Till then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, and talk it easy, and don't forget to email me at himpresent at gmail.com. The Himpresent theme song Take Back the Plan is performed by Sticker Bush and sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, maestro. I'm out. Marijuana
1: The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Man, that sunset is gorgeous.
2: Grill,
0: patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time.